Hey, this is Wyatt with Creative Habits Podcast, and this week we're talking about lifting the veil, looking at big magic from Elizabeth Gilbert, and really allowing ourselves one big miracle to explore creative consciousness. All right, so that one big miracle, you know, the Big Bang scientists and logic from their angle got the big bang right i mean something from nothing okay and through that one big miracle unexplained really some may argue differently but basically something from nothing and i am saying here in your exploration with me into creative consciousness let's give ourselves that same miracle and just say without logic interfering in any way shape or form that creative consciousness exists as an element outside of ourselves as kind of a a collective consciousness from which we get ideas and our brain is the receiver of those ideas they're not ours they're out there and we get them and we use them or they go elsewhere that one big miracle is what this whole podcast is going to be based on for this uh, season. And I'm saying, go ahead, go ahead and allow for logic to take a back seat when exploring in this way. Because when you do, just as with the scientists at the Big Bang, you allow for other things to come forward, epiphanies to occur. And that tool allows you a transformational experience into creative consciousness, into creating, writing on a daily basis. It's it's beautiful. It's wonderful. And um, whether it's real or not is not up to your mind to decide, but just to allow it, even if it's while you're listening to this podcast. But uh, let's go into Big Magic, because Elizabeth Gilbert's book of Big Magic is something else. And she's got she's got some things that align with this in some ways. Um, one of those is is this, okay, from her book, um, Big Magic. I believe our planet is inhabited not only by animals and plants and bacteria and viruses, but also by idea ideas. Ideas that are a disembodied energetic life form. They're completely separate from us, but capable of interacting with us, albeit strangely. Ideas have no material body, but they do have consciousness and the most certainly have will. Ideas are driven by a single impulse to be made manifest. And this is the most important part right here. The only way an idea can be made manifest in our world is through collaboration with a human partner. It is only through a human's efforts that an idea can be sorted, uh, sorry, an idea can be escorted out into the ether, out of the ether and into the realm of the actual. Okay, so... So that's Elizabeth Gilbert on those ideas. And that's the same um, idea in creative consciousness is that, you know, there's an inner flow of ideas out there in the ether, so to speak, in uh, uh, a consciousness that's not directly part of you, but that you have access to. And so those ideas are floating around for everybody. And that's why you'll have a situation where, um, you know, four people come upon the same idea and apply for the same patent on the same day even um, for something, you know, that they've had no contact with each other on. It's it's not that there needs to be proof, but there are elements of proof out there. And so if, if you look instead 
at how to receive and and write down and play with those ideas and how to lift the veil of logic because logic will get in the way every time, right? Logic will say, you can't have a collective consciousness. It's your idea and you must be paid for it and you must be, take ownership and you must grab it and you must, you know, <clears throat> wrestle it from anybody else, sue the pants off them or whatever, you know. So I'm saying lift lift the veil of logic through little activities. So the whole idea is to lift this veil and it's not necessarily one of those like you take a pill, uh, you take the blue pill or the red pill and, you know, boom, you're, the veil is lifted. I think it's through small actions and it's through those small things that say, you know what, I'm going to waste time right now. And despite the screaming logic in my head, I'm going to do it anyway. And you do those little acts of rebellion, creative rebellion in your life. If you have those, they grow and they allow yourself to the freedom to explore that part of your mind that's literally not involved with logic whatsoever. Like it's not, you know, it has, you seem, it seems like, oh, okay, creative endeavors, you know, you'll have like Dead Poet Society, right? Uh, Robin Williams. And he's, has the kids rip out the introduction because the introduction goes off of this graph on how you look at a poem and get points for the poem based on these different elements that are supposed to be in there. And that's not how creativity will work and flourish in your mind. It's not like you can attribute points and just have these widgets that you slam together and call it something. Uh, creativity you know, is, is, is boundless in its ability to just see the world in such a skewed way that logic is, you know, befuddled. So, uh, so just want to put out there that, that, um, creative consciousness, the exploration of that starts with those little rebellions in your life, wasting time and allow yourself the, the, the play, uh, you know, not the justification of what you do when you paint. It must pay the bills. Um, Elizabeth Gilbert has uh, in there in a the book how, you know, if you're always screaming, it's like a, the screaming at the cat. And when, when you have your artist self and you're uh, screaming at it, you have to pay the bills. And it's like the cat who all the cat hears are these noises and they see this weird look on your face and it gets scared and runs away. Uh, same with uh, artistic uh, talent or the ability to create is often choked by this necessity of our world. And you need to rebel and break open these cracks in the sidewalks so that you can flourish through the beautiful flower that you want to create. And the only way it's going to be created is through those small acts of rebellion. So rebel against the veil of logic, lift it from your life, and allow those elements to come through. Okay, so this next part from Elizabeth Gilbert is really cool. It's, it's the idea, and it's a clarification with the podcast episode, too. It's, it's um, well, here it is. You're, you're not required to save the world with your creativity. Your art not only doesn't have to be original, in other words, it also doesn't have to be important. For example, whenever anyone tells me they want to write a book in order to help other people, I always think, oh, please don't. Please don't try to help me. I mean, it's very kind of you to help people, but please don't make it your sole creative motive. 
because we will feel the weight of your heavy intention and it will put a strain on our souls. Right? So, art will save the world, has the potential to save the world, yet what you create on an individual level isn't there to save the world. Okay, so that the way I unpack that is your book isn't there to save people, to change the world. But the very act of, of writing or painting when everyone else says it's a waste of time is a way to balance out the logical part of our creative consciousness, our our. our, our collective consciousness. It's it's just the very act of creating. You don't even have to have the intention to, quote-unquote, save the world. In fact, you don't. And Elizabeth Gilbert is saying, don't don't try to save the world with your art. And, I, and yes, don't try to save the world with your art, but the very act of creating is its own rebellion against this materialistic society that only justifies the monetary methods you you put out into the world it's it's um it's creating beauty from nothing and enjoying that beauty without the need for attribution from an external source it's without the need for someone to say oh that's really cool you know it's it's that process and and Throughout this, I've noticed in exploring the collective consciousness or the creative consciousness that um, often the the ideas, the philosophy of, okay, it's the process, right? It's the process of creating that you want to, is, is the reason why you want to create, right? And so you might say that and you might believe that, but when it comes to truthfully write upon the page or or paint upon the canvas, you don't feel that. In other words, it's an idealistic notion, but in the end, like, maybe I want to see that this podcast uh, gets a number of downloads, and if it doesn't, then it's worthless. Maybe I want to see that if I write a book, I get so many sales and I'm on the bestseller list, and if I don't, it's worthless. And and, and rather you say, once it's done, uh, it's out there. It's its own creation, and you've been able to uh, create it, and it truly is a process, but... Um, it's it's a it's an ideal that needs to be not only acknowledged but also put into practice. And these the the creative consciousness, I, I think these uh, these elements, um, little truths that uh, you know. Uh, yes, I believe in ESP. Um, I believe in remote viewing. Let's say, and it's one thing to say I believe in remote viewing, which the CIA has actually used. It's documented, but. Um, but it's another to actually say, I could actually remote view. Instead of saying, ooh, that's really cool. Those people could do it. What if you flipped it and said, you could do it? Um, and this, I stumbled upon um, this one, the Iceman. And this guy is incredible. He can sit in cold water, iced, ice water for two hours. And his core body temperature remains the same. But the thing that's fascinating is not that he can do it, but that he can in four days get other people to do a similar thing, maybe not two hours, but they're able to regulate their body temperature, which science has said we can't do. It's because it's automatic um, reflex of the body. We have no control over. 
but in fact, he's able to get other people to have that control. It's that that four-minute uh, mile. You know, it used to be a barrier, no longer so. People broke it. More people and more people did it. And when you realize, oh, I could do these things, it opens up, even in the uh, uh, effort of doing it, it opens up a part of your mind that logic cannot go. Logic cannot see remote viewing as something that's possible. Or to stay in the water when it's so cold and yet be warm. It's, it's that effort towards those elements where logic cannot go that it frees the creative mind to explore even more. It's those little acts of rebellion, even if you weren't able to remote view, the very process of trying it allows that uh, little flower to go th- grow through the concrete. It is an act of rebellion in itself. Um, so uh, I say to you, this, this lifting of the veil or this uh, exploration into creative consciousness, if you join me here, I think, I think it's, it's beautiful, not in the manifestation of what may occur. Let's say you could stay in the water for two hours, but rather than the opening of a realm of possibility that you haven't even glimpsed before this moment or, you know, it's, 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 there's magic there. There's big magic, as Elizabeth Gilbert says. And why not allow for that big magic in your own life? That it's not somebody else that could do these things and you read about and say are fascinating. It's actually you that could do them. And the last point I'll leave you with, Elizabeth Gilbert does this great interview with uh, uh, Folio and uh I'll leave a link in the show notes. I'm not saying her last name right, but um, I'll leave the link in the show notes. But um, she, she's w- very well known. But in this interview, it's awesome interview, by the way, um, Elizabeth Gilbert talks about how, okay, yes, you can take inspiration. And like Thelma and Louise, you can drive off the cliff, not literally, of course, drive off the cliff of that inspiration and go for it. And you'll be wildly screaming and like, oh, yes, this is awesome. And inspiration's like, isn't it awesome? And then when you crash to the bottom, inspiration wants to do it again. But if you've gone and left all else away, then your body is left in shambles at the bottom of the cliff. And although inspiration might want to do it again, because you've not allowed for logic to, you know, at least have some safety net, so to speak, um, you can't do it again because you've financially bust, let's say. That's one of your broken bones is being financially bust. And Elizabeth Gilbert is saying, follow the inspiration, but do uh, a little bit of protective measures so that you can join inspiration again and leap off those cliffs. But but do allow for some padding. Do allow for some... Uh, you, you know, you, you do want to trust the universe, but you do want to have some some bounceability, so to speak, so that you can come back and experiment again and again and again, because you're not always going to make it. But you need to still have this dualistic mindset of I'll make it, but I might not, but I will, but I won't, but it will. And there's a magic in that. Elizabeth Gilbert talks about this in the too, the ability to marry logic and 
non-logic or, or creativity, which is not going to follow logic together. Because you can have that logical, you need to have that logical side. You live in the world. And she says, you know, ha, you, your mind is big enough to encompass both. You don't need to just say one or the other. And and I agree in this podcast uh, season, hopefully to show that, y- yes, you need both and there's a imbalance in our world right now and push back a bit in in your own life and help yourself and then just by the very act you don't have to say i'm going to save the world but just by the very act of creating that's an act of rebellion against this materialistic society and we can create and enjoy life and all that it offers rather than being depressed by the constant materialistic go, 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 win, 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 you know, trash the other guy so that you can be the winner and they're the loser. And anyway, you can go off at another angle, but I'm not going to. Anyway, join me in the next episode. We're going to uh, further uh, ideas, explorations on this. Uh, not necessarily to say, you know, do this or do that and, and something magical will happen, but more like, okay, here, here's some ideas, you know, play with them. Play, 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 play. See you in the next episode.